Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, so quickly, this year I promise you that we're going to give you a mindset of a new covenant believer. Amen? Say the mindset of a new covenant believer. Say it, the mindset of a new covenant believer. Now, we need to have a mindset of a new covenant believer. Because the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews, chapter number 8, verse 6, it says Jesus brought a better covenant with better promises. So the old covenant was a good covenant, but Jesus came and gave a new covenant based on better promises. So we are in a better covenant. Say to your neighbor, we are in a better covenant. No, say it as you mean it. Say we are in a better covenant. We are in a better covenant. I say we are in a better covenant. The Bible says so. Because the old covenant was introduced by the blood of animals. And the new covenant was introduced by the blood of Christ. So it's a better covenant with better promises. But we're going to take our scripture reading from the book of uh, Ephesians chapter number 2 verse 10. Ephesians 2 10. And I want you to throw it on the uh, screen there. That talks about we are God's workmanship created in God and Christ Jesus to do the good work that he has prepared in advance for. Let's read one, two, three. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Somebody say we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Ah, and the purpose why we are creating is to go do the work that Christ has prepared in advance for us. Amen. Hallelujah. But before I go on, Psalm 02, verse 13. Who can quote it? Let's quote it together. Psalm 02, verse 13. Psalm 102, verse 13. No, say it as you mean it. Don't put it on the PowerPoint, on the screen. Psalm 102, verse 13. You shall arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to show her favor has come. Yes, the appointed time has come. Say it again. You shall arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to show her favor has come. Yes, the appointed time has come. This is your scripture of this year. Oh God, you shall arise and show mercy on Zion. For the time to show a favor has come. Yes, the appointed time has come. So you are at the right time, at the right place, in the right season of your life. You need to know that. So let's go back to Ephesians. He said, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do the work that God has prepared in advance for us. There are, there are two, three truths in that scripture. Number one, the, 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 the truth in the scripture is our origin. Hallelujah. Let's say our identity. Say identity. 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 The first truth is our identity. Identity there is say we are God's workmanship. That's who we are. Say, I am God's workmanship. Say it again. Now, what is a workmanship? What is workmanship? 
If you, if, you, if you take the definition, a workmanship implies a quality imparted to a thing in the process of his making. Workmanship is a quality imparted to a thing in the process of making it. The quality that is imparted in a thing while we are making it. Or it's the ingenuity with which we create something. That's what we call workmanship. So if I say we are God's workmanship, what does that tell you? We are the qualities of God. Reveals. Revealed in the natural. So if you want to see how God is skillful, look at us. Because a workmanship speaks of the of of, of qualities of the, the maker. So when you look at the workmanship of somebody, you can judge him. Because it's a poor workmanship. Hallelujah. Or a good workmanship. So if you ask somebody to work for you, when he finishes, you, you classify his work and you qualify him according to his work. You know that? You will see the discipline of anyone in the work he does. Because when it comes to delivering, he's not talking. Because many people can talk, but few can deliver. So they say we are God's workmanship. Oh, my Lord, help us. We are God's workmanship. So God has the quality that God has put in us is revealed. So you can't be a failure because God cannot make failures. I say you can't miss it because God does not create arrows that miss. Oh, I, I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. You can't miss it because God does not create arrows that miss. You are chosen. Set apart. God displayed his power by making you. So you are a living testimony of the greatness of God. Ha! He said, let us make men in our image. And our own likeness. So what did God imparted in men? When God was making men, what was the big thing about it? God made men like himself. You are God's workmanship. Oh, I say I am God's workmanship. So when you walk, you are displaying the greatness of your maker. Yes, that's why David said, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Because God cannot make a mistake. No, it's not pride to say I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It's not pride to say that because you are displaying who God is. I am God's workmanship. Mm -hmm. I am God's workmanship. If this world, this world, if they could talk, they would tell you we are the product of a builder. Hallelujah. Any default in this world is a mistake of a builder. Either the plans were wrong, all the builder didn't build according to plan. And God said, I know the plans that I have for you. Yeah. I don't check what I'm saying. God said, I know the plan. So I will build you according to the plan that I have. Because I'm a builder and I know how to build according to the plans 
you are God's workmanship. That's a powerful revelation. When you, this, if this becomes reality in your life, and you start to meditate, as I taught you, the four levels of meditation, when you start to meditate on the fact that I am God's workmanship, I, God cannot create something that will be defeated by the devil. Not possible. It's not possible. You are so loaded. Huh. Let me tell you something he put in you. First John 5, 11. He said this is a testimony that we have eternal life. And this life is in his son. This is a testimony that we have eternal life. Put it there because people are looking at me like if I'm making up stuff here. Put it there. And this is a testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in my Lord. So the life of Jesus is in you. No, no, no. You don't hear what I'm saying. The quality of the life of Christ is in you. What makes Jesus Jesus is in, inside of you. Oh, it's not, it's, not just, it's not just a confession. It's a reality. I am God's workmanship. This is a testimony. The life of Christ is in me. Oh, when you think like that and you start to talk like that, the Bible says, and nothing shall be impossible to those that believe. Believe what? This. Those who believe that they are God's workmanship, nothing is impossible to them. Because they know the life of Christ is in them. Now, the time is over for you to try to struggle with Christianity. Now, the reason why so many people are broken today is because they are in religion, they are not in Christianity. They are trying to make their way, they think by, by, by uh, inflicting themselves, God will be happy with them. But they don't know that God is happy because you have believed in Christ. The, the Pharisees came to Jesus and they said, what shall we do to do the works of God? He answered them, he said, oh, you want to do God's work? They said, yes. He said, to do the work of God is to believe in the one God sent. So when you believe, you have done the work. So you need, now, you need to be awakened to the identity that God has given you. <sighs> say, I have the life of Christ in me. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't say it as religion. Say, I have the life of Christ in me. I want you to believe that. Say, I have the life of Christ in me. Listen, I told you on the 31st, it's not about the anointing. It's about being aware of the life in you. Yes. Once you are aware of the life in you, it starts to work. But many Christians are not aware of that life. They don't know that the principle of life is in them. I've got the life of God in me. I say, I have the life of Christ in me. Say, I have the life of Christ in me. Oh, this is a powerful revelation. The life of Christ is in you. You can transmit that life. You can, you can, you can affect people with that life. So, I, I, I want to go to the second point because of time. The second truth in this, the second truth, but let me give you all the scripture of the first truth because I couldn't mention them all. The first truth of identity. First John 5, 11, you wrote it. First John 4, 13. First John 4, 13. John 1, 12. And 2 Corinthians 1, 22. These are truths that will enable you to be awakened to your identity. Ha! Huh. 
John 1.12 says, to those who believe in him, he gave them power to become technon of God, to become reproduction of God. So God didn't just give you life. He made you his reproduction. Come on now. So I, 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 can't, I can't elaborate a lot on that. Second truth. This scripture tells us our place of creation. Hallelujah. First truth, identity. Second truth, our place of creation. Where do we find that? He said, we are God's workmanship created in Christ. Put the scripture again. Ephesians 2, 10. You guys are looking at that dove or that pigeon. Yeah, okay. The pigeon is fine. For we are work, God workmanship identity created in Christ Jesus, place of creation. What does that tell you? You were not created in the Garden of Eden. No. Your body proceeds from there, but you don't proceed from there. Because, let me explain to you something <laughs> you are not your body. Everybody knows that you are not your body. Because when somebody dies, you bury the body. So if he was the body, you are making injustice to that guy to put him in a box. How would you put somebody in a box and put him how many feet deep? Six. And cover him. And you say, is that person, so is that how cruel you are? To let him down there and cover him, it means that what you put there is not the person you love. What you put there is the house of that person. But the person himself has already stepped out of the house when he dies. So you, when God says you are created in Christ, he's not talking about your body. He's talking about your spirit man. So you are a spirit. So you are not... I say to you already, you are not from the Adamic. You are from Christ. No, Jesus is a place. Yes, Jesus, Jesus is not only a, a, a physical body. Oh, Jesus is not just a spirit. Jesus is a place. The Bible says that God made a garden in the book of Genesis chapter number 2. And, and, and he created man and put him in the garden. So was the garden a place? Then he said that he created you in Christ. Now, let me tell you something. Jesus solved the idea of garden. No, he solved it. He solved it. Because in, you read the book of Genesis chapter number 3. Hmm. The Bible says that, that the serpent was the most crafty among the animals and he came to the woman and long story short, the woman and her husband fell into sin but the, the garden was in Eden. So men fell into sin in a garden. When Jesus was dead, where did they bury him? When he rose from the dead, where did they find him the first time? So Jesus came and solved your problem of garden. Now, when he rose in the garden, because from the garden to the garden, from the garden of Eden, 
to a garden in which Jesus rose. When he rose from that garden, the tomb was empty and he left the garden. He said to Mary, go to Galilee. I'm coming there. I'm leaving the garden. So when God created you, he didn't create you in a garden. He created you in somebody. So you are not connected to garden anymore. You are connected to divinity. Yes. I say you are connected to divinity. So you are in Christ. Your making took place in Christ Jesus. Now, do you know that when God was created man in the garden, he involved the soil of the garden. He took soil and uh, fashioned the body of man and breathed into man. The nostril man became a living soul. When he was creating you in Christ, he has to involve a substance. The first time he created you, he involved a substance of a place where you were created. The second time he's creating you, he's involving a substance of a place where you were created. But this time, the substance is not ground, the substance is spirit. So when God made you, he made you as a spirit. And if you, if you test the body of a man, you will find many things of the earth in the body. Things like iron are in our body. You understand? These are substances that you find on the ground. So when we are created in Christ, the thing in Christ are in us. Yes. Because your making is in Christ. And this is how you should think. That's why, that's why, people, that's why people are losing. Because they are thinking earth. They are thinking body. They don't think spirit. So, so, your place of creation, say, I am created in Christ Jesus. I want you to say it again. Say, I am created in Christ Jesus. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, now everything has become Say it with me. If any man is in Christ. Or say it, are you tired? If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, now everything has become new. Say, I am a new creation. Say, I am a new creation. Say, I am a new creation. Colossians chapter number 1 verse 27 says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So glory is in me. No, I don't pray for glory anymore. I don't pray, God, bring your glory in the service. No, I'm going. I, am, I represent the glory. Oh, you don't see. Yes, I'm praying. I don't do them anymore. Lord, move, move, move where? If I want God to move, I move. Ah, because he said, say, those who have believed in Christ are one spirit with him. So I'm not dissociating myself from him. I, I, I'm not Christ, but he's in me. So, my Lord, let me give you also an illustration. Yanni, come with your sanitizer. Okay. Can this sanitizer work? Can this sanitizer boast that he's doing something? Now, if I want the sanitizer to work and I give it to Yanni, who should work? 
If Yanni is not working, is sanitizer coming to me? So I say, Yanni, this sanitizer is with you. And now, whenever you want to sanitize, what do you do? You sanitize. Hallelujah. Now, imagine you are praying for sanitizer to sanitize. No, you are a Christian, eh? Sanitizer is full of a substance. Lord, please sanitize. Please. Do you do those type of prayers? If you want sanitizer to work, it moves. Hallelujah. So if you want God to move, move. He says, listen, listen. He said, this sign shall follow they that believe. Shall follow. Shall follow. Follow. Nothing follows you if you don't move. So, so, so Jesus is saying, it at your mercy. This thing we are talking about, it at your mercy. Yes. If I want the Holy Spirit to touch people now, I will do it. And he will touch them. I don't need prayer for that. The only thing I'm fixing with God is my relationship with him. I'm not fixing ministry anymore. I'm fixing my relationship with you so that I can stay faithful to him. So when I'm praying, I say, Lord, keep me faithful. Uh, keep me walking with you like Enoch walked with you. Keep me in you. You can do anything. That's the mindset of a Christian. Yes. Yes. I say yes. You don't get it. You don't get it. They say, go pray for me. Say, oh, Lord, go with me. Lord, please. I want you to go with me. Lord, I don't want to be put in That's why we fail. Let me tell you something. The reason why prayer for the sick failed a lot is because of lack of knowledge. Amen. It's not that God doesn't want to heal, but it's lack of knowledge. Because we are asking something that we shouldn't ask. I want you to get it today. Listen, I want you to get it today. That God will not move unless you move. But I say, but no, it's, it's not. A, when we came, we prayed and the glory came. Oh, you did something. You prayed. If God said, go and do it, then he has given you the equipment to go and do it. You are quiet because some of you are shocked. Because your tradition does not accept these things. Identity, place of creation, number three, purpose. He said we are created in Christ Jesus to do the work that he has prepared in advance. Hallelujah. He said Jesus has already prepared the work. He has prepared it. So we do the done. I say we do the done. You don't understand what I'm saying. We do the done. When Jesus asks you to do something, it's already done. When he tells you to pray for the sick, they are already healed. It's not, it's not about you. It's about him. 
The work that he has prepared. Oh, Lord, you have already prepared this work for me. Now, when you say he has prepared, people will say he has prepared it, so he is giving us grace to, to do it. Let me tell you something. Jesus says that you prepared for me a body. Hallelujah. You prepared for me a body. So the body of Jesus prepared was already prepared and ready. So it's not because they say he has prepared it that is not ready. Whatever God prepares is already ready. So when God calls you to do something, stop shaking. It's already done. Oh, you don't say, when God calls you for an assignment, it's already done. If he gives you a message, he will bring the people to listen. And if he brings the people to listen, he confirms it. He has already done it. Say, we do the done. Say, we do the done. I'm telling you, every command he gives to us to do, he has already done it. When God says, preach the gospel, it means that the message is already given. And he already touched the people. You just need to go and be a witness of what he has done. When he says heal the sick, the sick are already healed. You are just a witness of what he has done. Hallelujah. Now, these are the things you should meditate about. Your meditation should be full of things like this. You understand? I am God's workmanship. I have a life of Christ in me. The work he has given me is already done. And that's how I think. That's how I think. And you start to, to see it and walk in it. You see, so many people are so confused. They are so confused that their speech cheats them. Yes. Because they say things that confuses even angels. Yes. Angels are confused. The Bible says the angels heed the word of the Lord. They move at God's command, which is the word of God. Now, when you speak confusion, they don't move. Because they don't know which dimension are you in. Are you earthly or are you heavenly? And the double-minded man cannot get anything from God. God, why don't you heal me? God, why don't you heal me? When you speak like that, you've lost it. Because to walk in the spirit means not walk according to sight. A man that walks in the spirit does not walk according to what he sees. He walks according to what God says. He's not confused anymore. He's not walking according to reality. You see, when we started the ministry, we were like 20 people, and somebody told me, yo, this ministry is so small. I say, you are confused. Because you are just seeing what you see, but we are seeing what you don't see. So when you don't see, that's that the thing you should speak about. The Bible says in the book of, uh, the, of uh, Hebrews chapter number 11, if you go to the third verse, it says, by faith we understand that the aeon of a world, the world was, were framed by the word of God, so that what was made was not made out of what we see, 
but out of what is invisible. So your material of creation is invisible. You cannot create with a visible in the spirit. Hallelujah. So, so when you say I am blessed, it's a statement of creation in the spirit. You, you are not saying I am blessed because you feel it. No, it's not about the feeling. You say I am blessed because you are constructing something. Listen, when you are speaking, you are busy constructing something. You are putting material together. You say I am anointed. You are putting it together. Say, I am blessed. Say, I am blessed. Never again in your life speak like an ignorant person. I don't know where the money will come from. The Bible says every perfect gift comes from the Father. So why are you asking where? People, they have a gift of the Spirit. You see, they have maybe a gift, let's say, to prophesy. Lord, please help me prophesy. Oh, Lord, please. Just stand up and prophesy. Because you have it. I say you have it. You see, when I come to church, I said, every word of knowledge I give is true. Even if, it, if the person is not there, it will have to be there. Because I said it. You become confident in the Lord that gave you what he gave you. And the father is excited about you because you are speaking like him. Let there be light when there was no light. Oh, he said, let there be light. But there was no light and boom, light appeared because God said it. Let's, let's recap. Say, I am God workmanship. Do you understand what it means? Okay, say, I am created in Christ. Do you understand what it means? Say to do the work that he has prepared. Do you understand what it means? Therefore, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you want a baby, stop praying for the baby. Make the baby. Stop praying for that. You say, no, we have a baby. We have a baby. Prepare your baby room. Don't wait for pregnancy and say, oh, I'm pregnant, I'm going to pray. No. Prepare your baby room because the baby is there. Oh, the baby, call the baby forth. He said he called the thing that are not as is there. Yes. That's the mindset of a born again Christian. Listen, this religion, I'm tired of religion. I'm tired of a religion of, no, no, the Bible says you must endure, you must suffer, you must. I have nothing against enduring and suffering. But I'm something in the victim mentality. Victim mentality, Christianity, victim. What? So tough. We are, we are waiting for the rapture so that we can escape. Christian. Oh Lord, when are you coming? <laughs> if you are like that, you will not come. He's coming to a rapture, a triumphant church. He's not coming to, to take a lame church, a, a, a wife that does not know how to do anything. <laughs> He's coming to, to, to fetch a wife that is prepared. A wife that knows the type of perfume the husband likes. 
a wife that knows the type of female that the wife is coming to fetch is not coming to fetch a wife that does not know left from right. They say, this is your bride. And the bride come, what's my name again? <laughs> your father has arranged for your bride. And your father says, I'll pick the best bride for you, my son. And then you come, they say, the day you meet her. Hello, ma'am. How are you? You say your name, the bride say, please help me. What is my name? <laughs> the father you gave me is sick bride. When you don't know your identity, you look like that. Those who don't know who they are, in the spirit is like they are asking, who am I? I want, listen, I want this church to stand up and be the church of Christ. Yes, 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 yes. Listen, listen, when I say to you somebody is sick, forget about Kobe, forget about Israel. You can do it. Forget about me. You can do it. You say to the person, I'm going to phone you, and within a few minutes, you're going to feel better. That's all. Say, but if God does not do it, I'm ashamed. Is that the mentality you have? Okay. Okay. Ndate, do you know how to drive? Can you drive a car? Stand up. Now, this is, this is the Israel's key. It's not yours. I'm just going to speak about it. Now, if I tell you and that uh, the car is on the sun, can you pack it in the shade for me? When I give you the key, are you going to say, I don't know what I'm going to do? No. Or you say, I don't want to hit a tree. You are confident because you know how. Because it's in you. It's your quality. It's your ability. That's what the Lord says about. He said, I have given you eternal life. You are still praying for eternal life. He said, I have given you life and life to the full. He said, I have come so that my sheep may have life and life to the full. Say, it's not late. 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 We can trust God for the impossible. It is not late. You need to change your mindset and believe that what God says is true. Yes, 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 yes. I say yes. yes. Say yes. yes. This thing I'm talking to you, work. It works. It works. It works. Let me finish with this to illustrate what I'm saying. You all know the testimony when I was going to Israel and they refused the visa. Some of you know. How many people know that? How many people don't know that? Lift up your hand, honestly. You don't know the testimony. So there are few, so I can still say it. <laughs> I think it was in 2018. I can't remember anymore. We were supposed to go to the conference in Israel. And then we applied for the visa, and they declined the visa. So we reapplied, they declined. We reapplied, they declined three times. So we bought the ticket already. So on the day of the flight, I climbed into my car with my wife. We put our suitcase in, and we left Bloemfontein to Johannesburg. And the team here was praying in the office everywhere. We were lifting up, praying in the spirit. So we go to the embassy. We arrived around 11. When we got there, they said the embassy was closing, and there was a tall guy standing there and asking us, what do you want? 
So we say we applied, they declined, we need to collect our passport because he will not let us go. So we got to the counter. The lady comes out, she wants to give us the passport. I say, no, we need the visa because we need to travel. She said, what time? When are you traveling? I say, today. She said, today, when? I say, at six. She said, sir, why did you buy the ticket? It's not possible. This thing takes at least two weeks. So we say, okay, hold on, we're going to the mall. And when anything happened, phone us. So we went to a mall in Johannesburg, and Leon and they were busy. And at around 3 p.m., we received a call from the embassy. They said, Mr. Yao, where are you? The embassy was closed. Say, where are you? We say, we are in town. They say, come. We went to the embassy. Our visa was ready. But we have to leave Bloemfontein. Putting suitcase in the car. Knowing that we don't have visa. And going. Saying goodbye to the church on Sunday. And I told them, uh, we're going to Israel for a conference. That day at six, we were in the plane. We serve an amazing God. I said, we serve a God of impossible. We serve a God of miracles. He has given you grace. Don't take cheap the grace God has given you. I said, don't keep, take cheap that grace. Say, I am blessed. Say, I am blessed. I am so anointed. Look at your hand. You say, these hands are trained for war. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. That's the way you talk. And that's the way you behave. And you don't change your confession. I say you don't change your... Have you realized Jesus had because said, Father, you, I really missed it. I thought I could come down. But now I'm dying. Even in death, he said to the man, today, you and I shall be. I tell you today that you and I shall be in paradise. Even there, he knew where he was. He was so convinced that he refused to change his confession in face of contrary evidences. This will be your year of maintaining hope in the face of contrary evidences. Hallelujah. So before I know the time is gone, before I pray, I want to state some words and then I'm going to pray and we're going home. Hallelujah. Somebody say, yo, I came for the first time. My, my, I'm so tired. Stand up a bit. Stand up a bit. Just stand up. Stretch a bit. Stretch a bit. Before I care, stretch a bit. No, I'm serious. Stretch a bit. Stretch. Say, Lord. Are you getting life? Is the blood flowing now? Because you're activating something now. Uh, you, can, you can just do that. Like run a plane. You may be seated. Okay, let me give you some word in 2022, and then we will be up and running. 2022, I want to state a word over Africa that God gave me. Hallelujah. 
And I want to say it clearly because you want to show that you won't be confused. In 2022, Africa will experience what we call the beginning of labor pain. 2022, Africa will experience the beginning of labor pain. You know, when you experience labor pain, it means you are giving birth. That means there is a baby. It's not a sickness. It's a season. Many African countries will try to break ties with the West, with superpowers. They will seek to go free from the yoke. And then, not happy from the situation, the West is going to come down on Africa. Hallelujah. Now, you will see that there will be a stirring of internal conflict a lot in Africa if superpowers are behind it. The reason why they are doing that is to maintain Africa in a state of, uh, of bondage so that they can exploit Africa. Because Africa is a land of riches. We have a lot of riches in uh, the soil. And people want it. Everything they have comes from here. So now, that's why you will see there will be more unrest on the continent of Africa. There will be unrest in Europe. It's already there. There will be a lot of unrest, but Africa will have unrest. Hallelujah. Now, some countries will experience rebellion. There will be rebel groups, rebels, groups that will, that will invade some countries. And I'm, I'm talking specifically about one country in Africa called Mali that will experience a lot of rebellions. Now, we should also, the reason is we want to overthrow, we will try to overthrow the government. Now, many protests worldwide. Many protests worldwide. Now, I told you about the event that will take place. I told you about the fire brigades that will be busy in this year. Remember that? Burning of building forest and all this thing. Big bridge. I saw in a vision like Asia, I saw a bridge collapsing. I don't know what was that. But there was a lot of victims, so we need to pray. Hallelujah. Uh, turning our attention to South Africa. Now, in South Africa, this prophecy is not just a one-year prophecy. The one of Africa and South Africa is not just a one-year prophecy. There will be a discovery of a big reserve of oil in South Africa. Big. 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 It will be big. It will compete with the Arab countries. Yes. And if it's well managed, it will change the economy of South Africa. So once you know that, we speak to the ground to produce oil. The reason why God gave us the word is for us to bring the oil. We have a land in Bensley, and we wanted water. And we brought professionals to dig. They dug how many holes? Three holes. No water. Little, little. So the last one, Leon called me and said, you have to find the water yourself because this guy can't find the water. So I went to Bensley with uh, uh, Pastor Sarah, Israel, and Leon. And I said to them, let's pray in tongues. So we were praying in tongues, and I was walking to and fro. So I hit a place. I said, put a pen in this place. They put it. I went again. I said, put another one here. So I prayed between the two. 
And when I came to this one, the Holy Ghost said, here. So I spoke to the land to bring water. They start to dig. No water. They dug. No water. So they called Leon that there's no water here. When Leon told me, I said, let's go to Bensley. Because it's not possible. And then we were in the car. When we got there, the guy was wet. He said, when we were coming, he felt he must dig a little for favor. And he said, when he, he, he found a resistance, when he broke it, the water shoot up. And the water that we have, it was a pool of water lying around. And that water is watering the land of Ben Fleti now. Amen. We spoke it into being. I said, we spoke it into being. So I want you to say, South Africa, I'm speaking to the ground. Produce oil. Say, Durban, produce oil in the name of Jesus. Can we give a big hand to our Lord? Hallelujah. Now, but we will continue to see some unrest in South Africa. The unrest will be short-lived, but impactful. So we must just pray that God may protect and cover. This year, pray for the president of South Africa, President Cyril Ramaphosa. Pray for him. Hallelujah. Pray for his, uh, his protection. That's all I can say. Hallelujah. Now, the burning of the parliament was a prophetic sign to South Africa. You must know that. It's a prophetic sign. Because some of the laws that are taken there are not laws that should be taken. So God is speaking to the nation. He's speaking to the MPs. Hallelujah. But also, more than that, you will see also a lot more division in parliament than ever before. More division in parliament than ever before. Let me stop here. But the result is that South Africa is blessed. Amen. Yes. South Africa is very blessed. We'll move into a place of revival. Amen. We'll move into a place of, uh, let me say something. The economy you see in South Africa, don't think it will stay like this forever. God is going to move in. Amen. I saw Nigeria morning. I don't know why they were mourning, but I saw Nigeria mourning. So let's pray for the country of Nigeria. But there is a great revival that will be brought to Nigeria this year. Pray for England, England this year. There are a few countries the Lord named by name. He said, pray for Malawi. I saw some arrest in Malawi. I saw some people in the street, but let's pray for Malawi because the president, we know him, he's one of our friends. Let's pray that God may bless Malawi. I saw something else, but by God's grace, this one, we can avert it. I saw a skin disease. Skin disease. Yeah, but the spirit of the Lord will work and we will pray and it will not be a big thing. Hallelujah. Now, the devil will try his best to make you doubt of the word and hope that you have for this year. Yes. That's why he will organize early events in this year that seem contrary to the word you have received. So he will make sure that some event early in the year 
make you think that this year is really troublesome. You know, he wants you to say it. He wants you to confess it. And the moment you say it, he gets a, re- a legal right to mess up your year. So the moment you see that, in the face of contrary evidence, speak the word of God. Speak like Abraham. Against hope, Abraham in hope believed. I say against hope, Abraham in hope so there will be against hope situation this year. But you must believe. And God will give you a breakthrough. Hallelujah. But I saw in my spirit God will give rest to many people this year. Rest from battles. This year shall be a year of rest for many people. Amen. Hallelujah. You add to what I say on the 31st. And you have now the totality of what the Lord showed me for this year. But above that, there is shout of joy in the church. There is shout of jubilation in the church. There is shout of victory in the church. I say there is shout of victory in the church. Uh, because the things that you didn't know God would do for you, it's the time he's going to do for you. So that you may sing that the Lord is great and the Lord is faithful. Ministries shall be blessed. Our people will stream into ministries and they will be blessed. Is there is an open door for people to gather for Christ. Hallelujah. Can we give a big hand to our Lord?